Well, I have a sort of suggestion, and that is this, that before we decide either to save the planet or to destroy it, we pause for a moment of silence. I don't mean that kind of grim silence which one observes when somebody says, uh, such and such a famous person has just died and we'll observe a moment of silence in his honor and everybody frowns and thinks very serious thoughts. That's not silence at all. I mean real silence in which we stop thinking and experience reality as reality is. Because after all, if I talk all the time, I can't hear what anyone else has to say. And if I think all the time, and by that I mean specifically talking to yourself subvocally inside your skull, if I think all the time, I have nothing to think about except thoughts. And so I'm never in touch with the real world. Now, what is the real world? Some people have the theory that the real world is material or physical. I say it's made a kind of a stuff. Other people have the theory that the real world is spiritual or mental. But I want you to point out that both those theories of the world are concepts. They are constructions of words. And the real world is not an idea. It is not words. Reality is... You will find, therefore, that if you get with reality, all sorts of illusions disappear. And I will mention several illusions that have not this kind of existence. Let's begin with some very down-to-earth ones, like money. Money is a very useful method of accounting. It is a measure of wealth in the same way as inches are measures of length and grams measures of weight. You cannot eat money. You could have a fantastic quantity of dollar bills and uh, stock certificates on a desert island and they would be useless to you. What you would need would be food and uh, animals and companions. Money simply represents wealth in rather the same way that the menu represents the dinner. Only we are psychologically perverted in such a way that we would, some of us would rather have money than real wealth. But you know, 
you cannot drive in five cars at once, even though they be Cadillacs. You cannot live simultaneously in six houses or eat twelve roasts of beef at one meal. There is a limit to what one can consume. So that's one of the sort of confusions I'm talking about. Another is that we confuse ourselves as living organisms with our idea of ourselves. That is to say, with a conception of myself which is called the personality or ego. We, that is what we have been told we are. And it's an extremely crude and limited conception of oneself, of the actual unique living organism. And we get unhappy because we are thinking of ourselves in this way, because we think, well, gee, I'm going to die. I once talked to a woman who came to me and said she was afraid of death. And uh, we went into it in a long conversation. I said, what are you really afraid of? And she thought it over and thought it over, and he said, do you know, what I'm going to be afraid of is what other people are going to say. They're going to say, poor old Gert, she couldn't last it through. <laughs> because you see... <laughs> Who you think you are is entirely dependent on who people have told you you are. You're not that. Then another thing that bothers, bothers us is time. Most people nowadays say, I have no time. Of course you don't. Because you are not aware of the present. You know, the present is represented on your watch by a hairline that is as thin as possible as is consistent with visibility. And so everybody thinks the present is instead of now. The present is the only real time. There is no past and there isn't a future. And there never will be. We think ordinarily of the present as an infinitesimal point at which the future changes into the past. And we also do a terrible thing. We imagine ourselves to be results of the past. But we've all got excuses. Well, my mother had a fit while she was carrying me in the womb. Uh, they didn't bring me upright. And then they go to the mother and say, how is it that you could have been so irresponsible with your children? And she says, well, it was my parents didn't bring me up right either. <laughs> and so everybody passes the buck. But the truth of the matter is it all begins here. This is where the creation begins. And you're doing it and won't admit it. Because, of course, you're all God in disguise. Jesus found that out, and they crucified him for saying so. 
but you don't have to think of God in that image. When modern Protestant theologians of the sort of liberal type are saying God is dead, they mean not that literally, they mean a certain image of God is dead. Because it was, after all, an idol. But it doesn't mean that God is dead, that life is nothing more than a trip from the maternity ward to the crematorium. It's much more spooky than that. <laughs> much more wonderful.